Hey everybody, this is Tori. And I'm Laura Louise, and you're listening to Chats on the TL. All right, guys, welcome to Chats on the TL. This is Laura Louise. This is Tori Vandermeulen. I didn't say my last name, but whatever. It's okay. But yes, so Chats on the TL. Basically, Tori and I are like lifelong friends. And... (laughs) We were like, you know, quarantine, school's a thing. Let's start a podcast. And the irony of chats on the TL is, you know, Tori and Laura. And like TL is like timeline. I don't know. I feel like we have to explain that. Oh, wait. I did not get that at all. Wait. (laughs) Love, love that. I thought, wait. I thought it was like a play on DL, like down low, like chat something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that too. That too. Uh, the way it works. So, yeah. That's funny. So, Tori yeah. and I, we're going to give you all the history of us being friends today. Cause I think oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's kind of like fun. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's unconventional. So, okay, yeah, I, I won't lie. When did you move here? <laughs> um, so I lived in Birmingham, Alabama for most of my life. But then summer before freshman year of college, which was like, not college. Oh, gosh. Freshman <laughs> no, no. Summer before freshman year of high school, I moved to Columbia, South Carolina and met Laura at dance. <laughs> yeah, so we danced um, in dance studio for love that I was going to try and give it a time for the rest of high school. Um, <laughs> bigger bigger picture here. So we have a friend group of about 7 of us, not about 7, yeah. of us, exactly 7 of us. <laughs> and we call each other the OGs cuz that's not lame at all. I'm actually fairly certain <laughs> I came up with it. Probably. I feel like it was you and like well, actually, I don't know who it was. But anyway, it was because y'all were, like, the original people at the dance studio, right? So, like, we're the last, or uh, we're, like, the second to last, but really, like, the only group that kind of came through the studio from the very beginning and graduated all the way through. So, like, two of our friends, actually only one of them, Haley pretty much started before the studio was a thing and went all the way through graduation. And she's, like, the only one that did that, but the rest of us except for like Tori, joined like the year after. But Mm -hmm. we all went on mission trips together a lot. We were always in the same classes. We did lots of like dance ministry, dance performances, dance workshops, pretty much anything related to dance we did. Yeah. And some of us like went to school together or like when we were homeschooled, because a lot of us were homeschooled when we were younger. So we would be in like the same like co-op program or whatever. So like our lives all pretty much are interwoven in basically every way possible and no one else relates to those experiences. So like we call ourselves the OGs, but we say that our like trip to Bulgaria was the start of us all really forming as a group. And me and Tori, along with one of our other friends who will probably come hang out on here with us, at some point, Grace. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're all in the same room and stayed up very late eating some disgusting Sour Patch strawberry candy. Do not recommend. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just like, we just became 
instant friends, I think. Oh. Yeah, it's really cool, like, going on those international trips together because, like, we all understand exactly what we went through there and the differences culturally we found and the just funny experiences we had and the late night jokes together. And that's just such a hard thing to replicate with anyone else who wasn't there that I think that just made us much closer friends. And it's like a bond that will last a long time, I think. Oh, I agree 1000%. But we went on a bunch of mission trips together. We went to Actually, we only went on three, technically. That's still a lot for a high schooler. But we went to Allendale, which was our first in-state one. We went to Bulgaria. And then we went to South Africa, Mozambique, which was, like, top-notch. Mainly because (laughs) we had our act together a little bit more. (laughs) Because people often think, like, oh, you go on a mission trip, you have no Wi-Fi, you're, like, in the boonies. But in Bulgaria, I kid you not, we pretty much had Wi-Fi the whole time and the entire time we literally only had it for the first like four days in when we would be sitting at breakfast or lunch in the lobby of where we were staying so that definitely made a difference because I think it required us to be not only just more in tune with each other but more in tune with the Lord and kind of like shut out what was going home at going on at home in America which I think made a huge difference Yeah, it definitely kept us a lot more focused. And I think that subtle change of turning off the Wi-Fi or putting down your phone or deleting Instagram, really way of saying we are here for a specific purpose with a specific group of people doing this stuff. And it doesn't matter what's going on. This is what we're here to do. But yeah. Right. Oh, love. But I will say like also after we went on those mission trips, me and Tori got very close because in our friend group of seven, we stretch across three different grades, but it's weird because we are all within a year and a half of each other. But like we have one friend that just started their freshman year of college and we just, me and Tori just started our junior year. But me and Tori were the only two that graduated together and then went to like big universities. Right. So we had similar experiences when we started college. And even though we're at slightly different universities. Slightly. (laughs) Well, they're both public universities in South Carolina. So I feel like they can't be too different. So college is a thing. Me and Tori, we're both from South. We literally didn't tell y'all where we're from. Um, We're both, we both went and danced and lived in Columbia, South Carolina. And I got USC. And and I'm at Clemson. Yes, when it comes to COVID, one's in the national news, the other isn't, guess which it is. So basically, Clemson said, okay, we're going to postpone anything in person, including like on-campus move-in until September 21st. And so basically, we're just waiting to see what all the other colleges do and how it works out for them. And then we're going to jump into the frying pan. Um, And USC said, we're going back. (laughs) We're having sorority recruitment. Oh, my gosh. Um, So we're at, don't quote me, but it's somewhere in between 1,400 cases and 1,500. I think it's 1,472, but I, that was as of September 4th. And I'm not sure if that's exactly true. And, and our testing facilities um, stopped Thursday and Friday for anyone. Yes, because 
So this is the T. So okay. we have the safe testing, which is supposed to be, it's like saliva assay free expedited testing or something, okay. but it's like the spit test, which is in my yeah. opinion, much better than the nose swab. Um, mm-hmm. But there's like only one faculty member that is cert, not certified. Yeah. Qualified to certify test results. And when you're getting like a thousand tests a day and your facilities only have the capability to do like 600 tests a day, that that's difficult. But apparently that one staff member got ill or became ill. Oh no. Tuesday night. So our test testing facilities are shut down through Tuesday of this week. So, um, our stuff. So Clemson has been like encouraging students who live off campus and are back in the Clemson area to go get tested and so I got tested like last week just for fun and basically I'll need to upload my data to Clemson's like system or whatever so that they have my negative result and it was like a drive-through and I had to do the nose thing and so they had to like stick the thing up my nose and I they held it there for 10 seconds and it was not fun but you know what? We did it. And they're giving away free t-shirts. So I got a free t-shirt that says, be part of the solution. And so apparently wow. I'm part of the solution since I got tested. The thing is, I think that even when our classes technically go back to in-person, which is going to be in a couple of weeks, a lot of professors are going to choose to have them online anyway. Even one of my lab TAs was like, if you guys don't want to do this in person, we can keep doing it online. We'll talk about it in a couple of weeks when we have a better idea of how online labs are going. But, and so I have a feeling that I might be on campus like maybe once or twice a week, like when we officially go back. Oh, wow. One thing that is true and that I think is like kind of consoling is the fact that USC, it's not like our faculty is like getting the virus. Like apparently there's only one faculty member that's gotten COVID in the span of us being back on campus and they were teaching remote. So it's not like they got it from campus, but okay. clearly it like comes from the partying and the off campus right. gatherings and stuff. So I understand the university sentiment of like, there's literally nothing we can do. Like if we shut down, like that's not going to stop any of this from happening. Like people are still going to live off campus because 80% of exactly. our students are off campus. So it's just one of those things that I think it, it, it just cut like it's what was expected and yeah I think just encouraging people to wear a mask social distance and like get tested as soon as possible is like all you can really do that's true I think that's the best you can do because right now I mean Clemson Definitely over 50% of Clemson students are back in the area, which is good for like local businesses who are really hurting over the summer and stuff and who rely on students to come back. Like I definitely wouldn't be going to bars or downtown like late at night when lots of people are there without masks on and stuff. Also, I really, I love to bring up the point that Columbia is a capital city. Love Clemson, but Clemson's in the middle of literally nowhere. And Clemson University is the town of Clemson. Columbia, I feel like the effects of us even shutting down and putting that burden on the city of Columbia, along with all the other cases that are going on here, like, that's just a lot. And honestly, it's kind of not fair. Because if we brought students back 
kind of have to keep them here now because you can't just dump this population of people on a city that's not built to have to do that without the University of South Carolina like providing testing and all that kind of stuff. So I understand it's like a catch 22 type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like what can you do? But yeah, that's the difference in our two flagship institutions. Yep. Clemson's in the middle of nowhere. So basically like the vast majority of people who live in the Clemson area work for the university or attend the university. And so tons of businesses just revolve around students. They revolve around tailgating and football in the fall, which who knows what's going to happen with that. Definitely interesting to see people being back, but technically the university's kind of closed. So yeah. So now we're going to get into our questions, if you will. So, uh, Dunkin' or Starbucks? Okay, so there are three Starbuckses on Clemson's campus. And so I would go, like, nearly every day when I was living on campus. And, but now my roommate started to work at Dunkin', and I'm off campus. And so I think I'm going to transition to Dunkin'. All right. I agree. Dunkin's better than Starbucks. Do you see this huge thing of coffee I'm drinking? That's huge. How much was it? Four dollars. That's so much cheaper than Starbucks. Right? Like, this is a large at Dunkin'. So, like, if you try and get a venti at Starbucks of, like, coffee, with especially cold brew, because I always get, like, a pumpkin cream cold brew or, like, their nitro cold brew or, like, vanilla sweet cream, it's, like, $5.85, maybe $6. Wow. So when I, when I go to Starbucks, my favorite thing to get is the salted caramel mocha frappuccino. You don't drink coffee. You drink frappuccinos. Yeah, that's the thing. So those are more expensive, but okay. When those are out of season, I, you can still order them, but you just have to like switch around the way you say it, but it costs more expensive when it's out of season and it stinks. And so it's like always more than $5. Oh, at Starbucks? Yeah. Okay, let's look. Do they have frappuccinos at Dunkin'? That's the question I don't know the answer to. Here's, I have a question for the universe, I guess, or anyone who knows about Dunkin'. What, have you ever ordered a Dunkachino? A who? (laughs) Okay, so, okay, here's the thing. On Dunkin's website, they have a Dunkachino, which is like coffee and chocolate. I think it's sort of like a mocha cappuccino. Like this? No, it's not frozen. Anyway, but so (laughs) I asked my roommate to get it for me when she went to Dunkin' and she and she asked them for it and they didn't know what it was. And so it's on their website, but the Dunkin' and Clemson didn't know what it was. The Dunkin' that literally just sounds disgusting in my opinion, but whatever. I yeah, it sounds weird, but it's like chocolate and coffee, which is like what I like. Oh, it's coffee and hot chocolate mixed together. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. That's that thing when, Rachel was talking about yesterday. I don't know what she was. T- she said, y'all, mix coffee and hot chocolate together. And Grace oh, like, oh, she did okay. say that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> this is a question from Bailey. She says, what are your best COVID boredom hacks? Watch Netflix. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Highly recommend New Girl and White Collar. Those are my top recommends. I would recommend, I would second those recommendations. 
but I would also recommend One Tree Hill. Okay, it depends on what you're in the vibe for. So if we're going to recommend comedy, we're going to say New Girl. New Girl, or the 100%. Office. Or what? I said, or The Office. Yeah. Because that's two different types of humor, for sure. Um, then if we were going to recommend, like, it's not, okay, if you like crime shows or, like, medical shows or law shows, then I recommend White Collar or Scandal. If you want, like, comedy and crime fighting, I highly recommend Psych. Super funny. Mm. See, I've never watched Psych. Really? I mean, you, you should watch it. I'm not, I'm not positive that you'd like it, but it's well, pretty I funny. Remember y'all always said, well, Grace maybe said this, that me and yeah. Haley were the two main characters. Oh, you are. You? I'm Gus. Is she Gus or am I Gus? Oh, I don't remember. I think we said that you were... You were Sean because of your personality, and Haley was Gus. Okay. Yeah, yeah guys, drop in the comments what you think. <laughs> but yes, and if you, I'm I'm a teen drama gal. I love a good teen drama. Tori doesn't really. But yeah, I'm not as into teen them. drama. Gossip Girl, One Tree Hill. If you're looking for a good Netflix movie, Work It with Jordan Fisher and Sabrina Carpenter and Liza Koshy is golden. Golden. I still haven't seen that. Oh, we also recommend Hamilton. That would oh, be like yes. three hours. Also, if you don't want to do something TV related, you could go outside and go walking with your dog. True. So, how do or you if you don't have a dog, walk your little sibling. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Oh, but I will say, guys, get that vitamin D. Being cooped in the house or wherever all day is like not good. So like, It's not good. You have to take a break, get moving, work out, or something. Go like, get some Dunkin'. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. This is a question from Bailey. <laughs> what sport should be added to the Olympics? Dance. Just kidding. <laughs> dance is not a sport. It's an art form. Oh, my yeah. God. Dance is so a sport. It's athletic, but it's if an art. Cheer is a, this is a good argument, actually. The question really could be, is dance a sport? Yeah, it could be. But, okay, if cheer can be a sport, dance can be a sport. Yeah, because I think cheer competitions are basically the same as dance competitions. Yeah. But, and I think for us, I think maybe dance isn't a sport for us because we didn't compete. But yeah. But definitely is a sport, in my opinion. Especially if there are literal dance teams, like, at colleges that compete. That's true. I, I think the object of dance shouldn't be to compete and win, but it's a good way to judge technique and stuff, so. True. I don't think it could, I will agree, I don't think it could be judged on, like, the Olympic stage, though. Yeah, it's too subjective, I think. Agreed. Okay. Should mac and cheese have more than one type of cheese? And if so, should it be mac and cheeses? Depends on what kind of mac and cheese you're making. First of all, if you're making stovetop mac and cheese, then we're not friends. What? Really? I had, I literally had stovetop mac and cheese like two days ago. It was I so hate. good. Like that, ew. Do you prefer stovetop mac and cheese to baked mac and cheese? Um, I don't think I've had baked mac and cheese enough to say so, but I really love the stovetop mac and cheese that I had the last weekend. Girl, what? Mm. Stovetop mac and cheese is like an abomination in my house. Like that is not, we don't bring that in this house. Wow. I we, okay. That's definitely a cultural difference, I'll say. <laughs> 1,000%. The, the mac and cheese, my roommate Taylor made it, and she 
you cook the chicken and then you take the chicken out. It was like a fancy one. So I had chicken, multiple types of cheeses, bacon bits, spinach, but we didn't add spinach. Lots of cool stuff going on with the che- mac and cheese. That but, really kind of made me sick. I'm not going to lie. Really? It was so good. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. To our viewers, do you prefer stovetop or baked mac and cheese? <laughs> Laura, you're going to have to just come to the house and we're going to bake it for you. Literally, no. Chicken does not belong in mac and cheese. Who are, like, who, oh my God, no. It was like the main course of the meal. That's, that was our dinner, like the chicken and mac and cheese. And mac and cheese is a side, not a main course. But if we're talking multiple cheeses, I mean, I'm not mad at four cheddar mac and cheese, but I still think we should call it mac and cheese because mac and cheese is makes me confused. It makes it sound like you're saying mac and cheese is. Like, what is it? Like, is it, I don't know. It sounds like you're starting a sentence, but you aren't. Oh, yeah, mac and cheese is. Yeah, it's like, is what? <laughs> Explain. <laughs> is it cold? Is it cheesy? Okay, we can keep going. What's the worst food you've ever had? The worst Um, food I've probably ever had? I'm trying to think because there's not a lot of food that I really don't like, but I really don't like refried beans. So I actually would say refried beans. That's interesting. I, I would say the worst food I've had... Okay, well, I don't know if this is the worst, but I burnt my vegetables that I made in the walk last week. Oh my God. And it was disgusting. It was like burnt cabbage and onions, and I just added a bunch of soy sauce and that made it edible, but I could not eat the whole thing. It was disgusting. Ew. <laughs> Yikes. N- not a vibe. Nope. What type of shoe should be rejected? All right, I already have my answer. The Fila sneakers that are blocky, the big blocky white sneakers. Oh, I agree with that. I think they, it's really interesting because I think since they're trendy, everyone's like, oh, they are so big and blocky. But then I think people like them because they think it makes their legs look thin. But then when they're out of style, they're just going to be gross. I feel like that's enough questions for today. I feel like we've been on here for almost an hour. We have. Well, great. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to Chats on the TL. We hope to catch you guys next week with a new podcast.